With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. No worries. Thanks for having us. Uh, got any sleep, mate, since uh, Friday night? Oh, mate, plenty. Plenty. <laughs> winners, winners are grinners and winners sleep better. The heart was racing there for a period, as, as everyone's was. But, no, mate, I, I was proud of the boys, how they got themselves out of trouble down there. And, and Golden Point, I thought they were exceptional. So, yeah. um, a lot of pressure on that situation, particularly when you've lost that momentum um, that we had. So, I thought they did great. A lot of um, people were sort of talking about that last 10 minutes and just falling away a little bit, um, Webby. But I still think it's a, it's a top four, it was a top four matchup between, a, you know, two sides that, that are, you know, worthy of, of being in that position. The Raiders are no slouch of a team. So in a way, you, if you sort of had said at the start that it was going to be a one-point game, you're going to win a golden point, you'd, you'd probably take it despite what happened in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, ours is concentration. So um, we tend to go off all you know, we were in an arm wrestle grinding. Um, twice Sean kicked early into that right-hand corner and we chased really well. Um, once we gave away a penalty and the other one we let them out of their end. So that penalty actually let them get down our end and we defended our try line for such long periods there. And then they came up with a great grubber for a try. Um, and that's when everyone got nervous because there was a minute to go. Mm. <laughs> and uh, they were full of confidence and, and we were really worried. So... Um, <clears throat> I felt like we, we we didn't fall away. Just thought we needed to concentrate better and be a bit more disciplined because we're trying so hard. We're so eager at marker. We gave away that penalty that we just got to be smarter there, and we could have closed that out a bit easier. Mm. Want to talk about um, Sean's kicking game? Not just in that game, but sort of across the season because you know he leads the NRL in kick meters. Uh, it, it gets us in such good field position. Whether we've had a good. Uh, sort of attack through the middle or, or whether we, we've struggled for metres, it seems to be Sean's kicking that, that puts us in a fantastic position to end. But um, I guess people looking at it, we be uh, sort of see that Sean is really the only kicking option at the moment. Is that something that you're keen to try and incorporate into whether it's Luke's game or Tamaiti's game to just sort of take a bit of pressure off Sean? Yeah, I think I think we're... Um, it's hard when you need two right-foot kickers. Um, so... On the left side of the field, it's really hard to kick simply because they kick pressure you so well from that side and your angle's really hard to kick from. But in saying that, Luke's and, and Tomato have got a really good, I call it like a punch, a kick where you can kick down that corridor of theirs mm. and kick it low and hard and into the corner. And what all we want them to develop is that, you know, maybe once or twice a game when the fullback starts sitting on Sean's kick that, that they can call for the football. Uh, like an overcall and then just punch it down that corridor. So you don't need to do it five or six times a game. Once or twice is enough because that starts making the fullback nervous that, hang on, there's two options here. And when they do start sitting on Sean, that, that could be a really good play for us. So those two boys have got that in us. We've just got to, we just got to keep practising and, and just give him the confidence to use it more. Mm. Uh, Torhu, over the last couple of weeks, like we know how much he brings, um, you know, leadership-wise, his, his effort, his work rate. I think he made 50 tackles on um, on Friday night. Um, just such a stalwart in the middle. But he seems, just over the last couple of weeks, to be getting 
those sort of longer breaks and look he's got more bandages on him than the mummy at the moment is that something you're you're managing over these sort of next few weeks up in the finals will we maybe see Torhu get a little bit more time uh, on the interchange to just rest him up a bit well we always wanted to give um, Torhu a break um, we never wanted to play him for 80 minutes continuously but just with all our forward injuries that one we were getting in the in the middle of games um, and also who our forward pack that we had available. So, I mean, everyone's built differently. So the players that are currently getting picked and have come back into the squad, they've all played big minutes, huge mm. minutes. Mm. So we don't need Torhu to play the 80. I think there's going to be a time where we're like, okay, Torhu, sorry, mate, you're on today. But it's not, it's not like that at this situation. We bring back Jazz Tavunner into the mould. Like, he's, he should be back um, next week or the week after. And if that's the case, there's another guy who can play big minutes. So, Excuse me, I just sneeze. But we just got to, yeah, we're going to be mindful that we don't need to do that with Torhu as much as we used to. Is that part of, I guess, Torhu just being a little bit older and the legs just being a little bit more tired? Like, is he is he telling you I'm I can if I need to, or or is it I guess managing where he's at in his career as well? No, neither or that. No, neither of those things. It's just honestly, you you don't need to have him there for eighty minutes if you've got subs up your sleeve and you've got guys who are very good quality forwards. Mm. We've, we've got a great forward pack. So, um, like I said, someday we're just going to say, right, at all, you're staying there. Um, and he'll, he'll do that job, but we don't need to at the moment. So mm. it's not even about his age or his body or anything like that. It's just simply, um, why, why, why do it? If you look at all the best packs in the NRL, um, they, they mix it up. So we don't need to do that. Mm. Uh, the two, the, the edges for us, which I think, um, you know, have been for a lot of people, the, not the not the surprise package, but have been a real uh, point of difference for us in 2023. They've got Jackson Ford on one side, Marata on the other, and it was disappointing to see Marata get that HIA because I thought that game was just set up for him perfectly on that on that right edge. But um, how, how important is it for you to have a bit of a difference in those two edges? Because Marata's... You know, that powerful ball runner hits hard. Jackson Ford, more of that, I guess, workhorse, you know, and, and just puts himself in everything. Is that is that something that's important to you to have just a little bit of a difference between your two edges? Um, yeah, I think I think the uh, it's always good to have one back rower that is, could just play forever. And if the game went for three hours, Jackson Ford would play at the same intensity mm. that he did in the first minute. So um, that's like, that's great, and that's that's one less sub you use, so that's why we can rotate our middles a bit more. Um, Marata is like that big explosive guy, as you mentioned, so um, it's not important. Like if both both of them were made like Jackson Ford, or both of them were made like Marata, that would be fine too. And to top it off, we've also got Josh Curran, who comes on and can stay on the field, and we've also got Bailey Sirenen, um, who could play his back row. So. I think we've got some really good balance there. Mm. Um, and I think it's important that Marata is just extremely explosive early, um, doesn't leave anything in the tank, and he can come out off on the field, and he could even go back on in the middle. That's how good Marata is. He played that much front row at Parramatta. Um, we're playing him way more edge back row than he ever played there. So mm. um, the, the flexibility around that rotation is important. Like, but to answer your question, I don't think you have to. It's not important to have some difference, but... They just are who they are. Like that's. I just want them to be themselves. I just want Jacko to bring what he does and Marata to bring what he does. Mm. I'll talk to you a little bit about that um, that bench makeup a, a little bit later on. Um, on I saw you on um, three sixty the other night with the boys uh, on Fox Lead uh, having a chat to them. You mentioned um, 
moving into the finals, the fact that you know, while whilst you've got some good confidence going here, there's still some things that um, you feel like the boys need to improve if we are to, I guess, make a run and, and potentially make a grand final. Are you able to just share with us a few areas that that maybe you're looking for us to improve on heading into finals? Mate, I, yeah, I, I never meant like. Sorry, I just didn't never mentioned about finals. Like, I just they asked me if we did dare to dream. I just said we. We dreamt from day one that we want to win the grand final. And, of course, you've got to make the finals to win the grand final. I understand that. But our focus is just simply on on improving each week because we've got so much improvement in us. And we've spoken about if we do want to be successful, we've got to, we've got to knuckle down and fix some things now. Um, we don't believe our game's good enough um, to, to, to challenge for that sort of stuff. So there's no focus on building into the finals. It's literally how can we improve now and, and, and get as good as we can at what we want to do uh, and if we get those improvements those chunks of improvement then um, we'll win as many games as we can mm. uh, on the road home and if that gets us the final spot then that's great um, because I, I feel like everyone thinks this is guaranteed at the moment there's a, there's a long way to go there's five weeks and we're not guaranteed anything yet mm. are, you, are you able to share with us some of the improvements where are you keeping your powder dry no, no. I just think I just—it's obvious. I think everyone can know the, the biggest improvements. I, I, we call it the icing on the cake. Like our game is built really well. We know what it looks like. We know how to do it. Our attacks, our attack moves well. We can adjust to what the defence does. Like we're very flexible. Um, our defence, our goal line defence is brilliant. Um, but when we kick in the corners, our line speed's really good, but we just don't nail it enough. We don't get that um, that job done enough time. So, example, we had that game in the bag and we kicked in the corners and we let them out. So we just got to keep that foot on the throat and that pressure there for longer. Um, so that's no secret. Everyone can, I don't mind people knowing that. There's other little things, but that's the icing on the cake. That that could take us from being a, from a good team to a great team. Mm, mm. Uh, right, some of the injuries, um, which everyone, when I say, uh, when we said we were getting you on, just flooded with questions about uh, where the injury sort of status is of everyone. So you mentioned Jazz hopefully back uh, next week or the week after. Um, is there sort of any more certainty on, on Tamidi and, and some of the other boys that are still sort of nursing their way back? Tamidi's leg's uh, a funny one. It, it's healing good. It's just not going as fast as he would like uh, or us. Um, he, he keeps getting an x-ray and just shows great healing. His running just progressed really well. Um, I don't think you'd see Tamati for another four weeks at least at this stage. And, and in four weeks' time, I might be giving the same message, unfortunately. But mm. at this stage, we're just going to slowly progress. It's just, yeah, we love him available for selection, but um, we've just got to do the right thing by that injury. It's, it's just one of those one of those injuries you've got to give it time. Yeah. Um, who else was there? Uh, there's, I oh, know Ed Cossey started nursing a few, um, a few, a few, and then um, yeah. Braden William, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so Braden, Braden, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a hard one. He, he tore his calf early in the year and he hasn't really recovered from that. Uh, he's tried to, but it just hasn't worked. It's failed. So um, that might, that might work out. We're not sure yet. Um, Ed Cossey, he's, He's due back in about two weeks. Um, Costa's uh, knee injury's come along really well, so he he should be back um, available for selection too. Hmm. I guess then the hard uh, the hardest equation for you, Webby, is how do you incorporate these guys back in when the team's going so well and we've only got 
you know, five uh, five games heading into uh, potential finals. How does that work in your eyes, trying to get these guys incorporated back in the team without, I guess, disrupting, making sure they're, they're up to playing, scratch and all that sort of stuff? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be hard. I think it's going to be a good headache. I, the, um, I've been asked these questions a few times throughout the year, and, and just when I think they're all going to be available, something happens. So I'm not mm. going to jinx it. Um, <laughs> one thing I'm learning as um, a head coach is a lot of a week in rugby league is a long time. So um, you think you're about to have a good headache, and then you don't get it. So if it happens, um, we'll just pick the team that we think's best suited to beat that opposition that week. So. Um, We'll, we'll work that out when the time comes because, like we mentioned before, rotations, um, and we've got to probably look at look at what sort of what sort of game the opposition is going to give us, and then make sure we're still getting our game on the way we like to do it. So, I think that that headache, hopefully, it comes, and hopefully, it does happen. Um, but we'll, um, we'll we'll adjust from a week to week basis there. Mm. Something that we uh, we talk about a lot um, on the shows here is, I guess, the makeup of the interchange should everyone be fully fit in, in just in your eyes or, or in your ideal world, how does the interchange look? Do you, do you sort of prefer to have, when you look at Jazz and Dylan, these sort of dynamic um, guys that can play in multiple positions paired up with someone who can cover maybe hooker and then a bigger body? Like just in terms of, you don't have to mention names, but in terms of how you see the interchange, what, what would be your ideal makeup? Yeah. So the, the, I think having, so we've got, such a good backup in Freddie Lussick um, uh, as a nine. And if if something were to happen to Wade, Freddie would always be your best replacement. But that's kind of, if if nothing happens to Wade, then you kind of, um, you don't, it takes you two, mm. two subs to get, to get Freddie off the field and then to put Wade back on it. So that's a difficult one. So if there's, Freddie doesn't play in that 17 and you don't, and you don't, Picking on the bench, it's good to have someone that can play a little bit of nine for a 10, 20 minute period. And I think that's Bailey Sheeran and, and Dylan Walker. I think they do that really well. Jazz has done it in the past if he's available. Um, I think I think leg speed, fitness, and um, I think off your bench, your rotation, when they're tired, um, you need guys with foot speed. And Jazz and Dylan, they certainly bring that off the bench. Um, they cover the ground really well. and. I think Jazz is an absolute specialist at that icing on the cake that I was mentioning before about that line speed. Yeah. So um, I think uh, him and Dylan work really well together when they're on. Um, they haven't got to do it much this year, but when they did, they did a, they did a great job at it. Um, and then I think you you want to bring your experienced players back on to finish the game. Um, so that's like that's like Dr. Torhu, um, Mitch Barnett, Adam Fenor Blake. You know they come back on and. And, and they're experienced players and know what to do in those situations. If with Jazz and and Dills on the bench and generally coming on and playing in the middle, do you do you feel like you need a like a bigger body on there as well, or do you think those two are, are enough cover? Yeah, I think you can. Uh, everyone will say we look a bit small, but I, I don't mind. I don't mind if we you, if we move fast. Mm. I mean, Jazz. Oh, I wouldn't like to run at Jazz. <laughs> I know he's not the biggest guy, but no. he can shorten you up. Dylan Walker can too. Um, they do a bit different to those big guys. And I, I've never seen those two guys carry the ball and get driven back. So um, if you think about it, it's, it, we could probably complicate it just because we're used to that regular huge front rower. Um, 
but you know we start we start with size. Um, so Adam brings us that. Mm. Um, even even Mitch Barnett is not massive, mm. but he, he's like he's plays he plays hard and fast. So um, yeah, even like Bunty and Tom Ali, their frame is not like tall and big and huge. So we we've got a lot of I call them low to the ground barrel chested nuggets in our team that that are powerful, fast and aggressive. So. Mm. And they move across the ground really well. I think Adam's the only like real giant figure we've got. But um, yeah, foot speed, foot speed, and moving fast in attack and defence seems to be working for us this year. Yeah, nuggets. I uh, I like that that uh, terminology. Um, Webby, I, I probably should have apologised for talking about finals because I know I know how focused you are on on just getting the week to week stuff right and and these next five games, but. Um, the question that also has come through a lot from from the listeners is just around the consideration of potentially resting guys over the next five weeks. Has that entered your thinking at all? You know, as as you sort of head towards the end of the regular season. Yeah, no, sorry, no. Um, yeah, I can't even stress stress how that's just yeah, that's a big no, guys. Like, it's a good question, but um, yeah, we're we're not in the we're not in a position to be even considering that. And one, we've got to get some continuity. Um, so um, against the Titans, we we want uh, everyone that's available to be playing. The only way someone won't play is if the doctor or the physio says to me, well, maybe they're not fit to play. So mm. um, everyone will be everyone will be available and everyone will be picking the best team that we think to win each week. Webby, just a couple more to, to, to quickly finish. Um, I just want to pivot here somewhat, um, and, and forgive me if it sort of takes the focus away from what's coming up over the next couple of weeks, but um, talking to Cameron George uh, in the studio on Monday, we talked a lot about um, recruitment and, and also looking to, to 2024. Uh, talked about Roger, and look, I know you've come out and, and sort of um, solidified that Roger is going to play in that centre position with, uh, with Chance at fullback, but another question that's coming a lot from the listeners is um, how we envision, envisage um, using Chanel. Um, because he's one that isn't getting talked about a lot. I mean, there was a lot of hype when it got announced he was coming back. Are you able to just maybe give us a steer on how you might see him uh, incorporated into the side in 2024? Um, the, the big thing is, Shell's going to initially have a period of time where he, um, how do I say it, you know, he hasn't played rugby league at all for 12 months. He hasn't, he hasn't trained with a rugby league side for 12 months. So um, I, I think just... Just by his nature and how professional he is and how hard he works, that that won't be a problem for him. But um, that that could take a little bit of time. Um, we're, we're invested in the long haul. Like we, Chanel's big thing is he wants to he wants to improve on his game before he left rugby league. Um, we want to give him that opportunity, and he's that talented that we feel like um, he, the world's his oyster and what he could achieve. So. Um, I've made it really clear, and I said on uh, 360, they asked him about where Roger fits. Like that. I'll, I'll pick the best 17 players that will win us a game, and I'm not ducking the question. What I mean by that, like, if that's Chanel at six, if that's Chanel at seven, nine, one, even if he plays number 14, if he's doing everything right, Chanel will be in the 17 somewhere. Mm. Um, if it's not the best thing for the team and he hasn't earned like anyone, every single player's got to earn their spot. So if he hasn't earned it, um, then he won't play. If he if he's doing everything right, which I think he will, he'll he'll earn his spot. And I think we've got three or four other players that will be fighting to do the same thing. So competition's a really cool thing for us next year. Hmm. Um, but we've got that same competition battle right now, which is really good too. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a great headache to have, as you mentioned, uh, as you mentioned before. Um, Webby, there's been a lot of chat from the players about um, just how uh, inspiring uh, you've been to them in 2023, as well as some of your other coaching staff. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, who inspires you, Webby? Who's the inspiration, the motivation in your life? Uh, I'd say my family. Yeah, I'd say my mum and dad, uh, my brother and sister. I think mum and dad, um, yeah, just the way they treat people. Uh, their work ethic and, and what they instilled in me has been a, been a huge factor in my life, yeah. Um, I think um, people talk about inspiration at our club currently. Like We've got a really big mix where we've got good people uh, who want to work hard. Um, that's a pretty good formula. So that helps us that helps us buy in and achieve what we want to do. So I feel like mum and dad have inspired me to... to to, to be as close as I can to that, to be a good person and work hard. So, if anything rubbing off, um, it'd be from my parents, I'd say. Yeah, no, that's awesome, mate. Um, a lot of questions as well, asking you to sign a lifetime deal. Uh, someone's also asked here to uh, if you'd be if you'd consider running for prime minister. Uh, there's an election this year, <laughs> election this year, Webby. So if you want to throw your name in the hat, you're gonna to have to get to that pretty quickly. Uh, but uh, just uh, just sort of on that, mate. Uh, young young Max is a, is a, what only a couple of months old now. Uh, what do you have to wait around 17, 18 years, and then you can you can do what Ivan did and uh, and maybe coach him for the Warriors? Is that a dream? Yeah, yep. Yeah, I'm an old dad. <laughs> <laughs> I started late in my career, so I've uh, you know thought about it. I think I think I um, I'll coach him for like five years from like when he's eighteen, twenty three, mm-hmm. and then uh, I'll hand the reins over, and, and then I'll retire. Be probably as old as Wayne Bennett. It's <laughs> uh, not a bad gig. Hopefully, with a with a grand final ring as well with the both of you. Um, just, just finally, um, Webby, and, and it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit silly, but once again, the listeners, uh, they want to know if we can wade in to the uh, the Warriors or the Wars debate, mate. When you're behind closed doors, is it, is it the Warriors or the Wars? Do you know what? We are so flexible. I cannot begin <laughs> to tell you how many text messages I sign off with. Go the Wars. Um, <laughs> the boys say the Wars a lot. Um, I think if I ever reference the Warriors, go the Warriors, it'd be it would be probably for people who don't understand the wires because it's very it's very New Zealand based that one mm. and, and I love it. But uh, no, we're very flexible. We uh, we we buy into both as a group. That's cool, but yeah, it's plenty of go the wires. <laughs> certainly a lot I coming. Love it. I love yeah, that question. It is good, mate. It is good. Hey, we be uh, look. We've, we've taken up so much of your time, mate. I know you're you're a busy man. You got to get back to get back to your young one and and uh, enjoy. I don't know if you get any time off, mate, during a bye week, but at least you can you know just not stress for a weekend, hopefully. Uh, but really appreciate you jumping on, mate. We are all very excited uh, as we approach the end of the season, uh, hoping that the team continues to ride uh, ride the high, and, and we're looking at uh, some good finals football ahead, mate. So thanks heaps for coming on. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me.